We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About, about, about. What's going on, world? You are tuned in to episode 30 of Brunch Culture. We would like to welcome you to Brunch Culture. I'm your host, Randall Keith, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Miss Lisa Victoria. What's up, world? It's 2015. 2015, a new year. Before we get there, let me just say I'm in love with our intro music. I, <laughs> I just, just, just letting it play, and I'm like, dang man, we did that. Like, that's good. That, that's that's good money right there. Shout out to Melody Monroe. You can check out on MissMelodyMonroe.com. She has um, some music on there. She's a, a artist and a producer. She does good work. So thank you, Melody. Yeah, thank you, Melanie. And as you guys can see, her work speaks for itself. She got brunch culture sounding real, real good, real good. But getting back to the topic ahead in our weekend review, uh, the biggest thing that happened this past week was the new year. It is 2015, 2015. This is exciting. Uh, it's crazy. I can't believe that it's 2015. And, yeah, Lisa, what what you got going on for 2015? What are you excited about? I'm just excited about brunch culture. I'm excited about graduating from grad school May 9, 2015. Woo woo. Um, and all the possibilities that that will open up for me. And just, I, I mean, I don't know what the future holds. I've been saying this, but I know who holds my future, and that's Maybe. good enough for me. So I'm excited. I don't know what's going to happen. I didn't know brunch culture was coming in 2014, so I'm excited about any surprises God has for me, and I'm sure it's going to be great. All right. That's, that's. I mean, hey, that's where it's at. I don't know who holds my future, but I I mean, I don't know what my future holds, but I know who holds it. So that's, uh, you so safe, Lisa. I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it, man. I tell you, like, yo, I'm, when, when Lisa and I are just rapping, I'm like, man, Lisa, you so safe. I just, you know, <laughs> it's just, I just, I just love it. <laughs> It's making you wanna. You gotta get your life right, you know. You pray a little harder, work a little harder, go watch somebody feed or something, you know. <laughs> nah, but I'm I'm pretty excited about 2015. You know, it's crazy. Um, we're gonna date and age ourselves, but this year is our 10 year class reunion yeah. from high school. This is weird. It's ridiculously crazy. I was kind of, uh, prior to this, I was like, nah, I don't need no class reunion. See all these people on Facebook. And like, you know, I, I enjoyed high school. High school was great for me, um, thinking back on it. But I'm just like, you know, it's not really, uh, you got to spend all that money and go back. It's not a big a deal. But I happened to find myself on the planning committee and <laughs> I put together some advertisement for our class reunion and just doing that, it kind of took me back to thinking about a lot of people that I hadn't talked to in a while and uh, messaging people, talking to uh, like our, our class president and her and I just kind of having like a moment through text just talking. Um, it just took me back to, dang, man, 
those are the good old days. Like, that's literally in high school, you were, you, we thought we were the junk. You couldn't tell us we were, <laughs> we wow. were it. I so, just thinking like 10 years later, here we go. And we're planning to all get together. And like, everybody in their mom is like married and got kids. And it's going to be a different setup. But it's crazy to be around all those people and just kind of reminisce on that time. And to think like, it's been 20 years. I feel like, where did the time go? Because I literally feel like, not just yesterday, but maybe like a few years ago, I graduated high school. But like, yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, it's really I, crazy. You know, I, I saw your advertisement on Facebook. And, you know, I just. I know you went to a college preparatory magnet school and you know, what really kind of threw me off <laughs> was when you sent me that advertisement and you said, Hey, what you think about this? And I said, yeah, the music go. And you said, lean back by fat Joe was our class one. And I'm trying to figure out how did you get these 80% of your class Anglo-Saxons to um, have their class song is Lean Back by Fat Joe. Look, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I would have expected more like classical music from you guys. You know, y'all would have elite the cream of the crop, and you got Fat Joe. That's just like having no flex zone. I mean, I just hey, don't understand. No flex. Oh, look here. We that, had that. at my school, we we was churchy. We had I Can't Give Up Now by Mary Mary. That's why you save, Lisa. <laughs> but they ain't work for half of the other rest of my class. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you real save. We <laughs> look here. Lean back is universal. It it encompasses the save people when they go to when you shout and you about to pass out. You lean back, lean back. <laughs> so oh, wow. It it, it uh, lean back knows no age barriers. <laughs> it. it it, it it encompasses everybody. It is wow, it's where it's at. I'm happy for y'all. I just I knew a couple people that I I knew a lot of people that graduated because I I started in ninth grade, but I I was a Stanton dropout. I went to the uh went to the regular high school. I said bump this, um, <laughs> but I finished college and I'm about to get my master's, so I was prepared that's for all, college. Hey, that's all that matter, that's right? That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm going to take honors class at the regular high school. Bump all this unnecessary stress. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, shout out to all those people who had a ratchet song as their class song. Hey, it's, um, and it, was, it wasn't, it's good music. It's, it's not ratchet, but I mean, it's just, it's totally unexpected from for, <laughs> for y'all class. But you know, who who am I to judge? Do you? Nah. Told you my homeboy said the same thing last night. I was I was talking to him and I played the video of him. I was like, "What you think about this, bro?" He was like, "Wait, this was your class song." Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess y'all were so stressed out. Y'all just needed some balance. Look here, we need a, a lot of balance. <laughs> well, for 2015, some um, other news happened uh, this year. I mean, well, actually, the end of last year for Ludacris and his girlfriend, his then girlfriend, now fiance. It helped me out. Edoxy. Yeah. Oxy Agnon. Ludacris proposed to his girlfriend in a way that I feel like kind of trumps all other proposals. Um, he does a yearly vacation with all of their friends. They go out. And so he did the normal thing. You know, she's there. She's thinking it's the normal get up. We're going to vacate with our friends, have a good time. Gets her on a, a private jet flies her in the air and in the field written in like blue 
I want to say they said it was like blue roses or something like a blue color. She looks in the field and it says, Edoxy, will you marry me? And her response is she screams, hell yes, per ludicrous. But it's crazy because I feel like that just trumped all other ways to propose. You're doing something. You're already going on this vacation that's like wild, big and extravagant. You get on a private jet She's flying around, probably not thinking nothing, probably thinking she's going to some destination to do something else. She looks out the window and sees that. Like, I just feel like that's the if you go if you're gonna get propose if you're gonna propose to your girl, that's the way to do it. That's like the most G way to do it. I think that's great. What you think, Lisa? I think that was nice. Um I I would have hate if she had to went to the restroom or something during that time. <laughs> she would have missed it. Um <laughs> But Lisa, uh, <laughs> leave it to Lisa. Lisa would be like, "Look, man, I'm kind of hungry. Y'all got some snacks on here." <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, "Baby, I want you to look out the window." Lisa would be like, "Wait, y'all ain't got no got crackers, <laughs> cheese and crackers? What?" <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I I must give it to him. That was a a very dope way to do it. And um, yeah, congratulations to them. Yeah, Chris, congratulations. Engagement for the 2015. <laughs> So we want to go into our main topic this week. In light of it being a new year, everybody has these new year re- resolutions, new year, new me. We've Ooh. heard it all before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And people still be the same at the end of right. the year doing the same thing. But that's not going to be us. Um, and we thought it was really important. We ran across this list and we heard it of six people you need in your life. And this wasn't for 2015, but we decided to make it. For 2015, these are six people we think to make your life better. And somebody always says, if you want to see your future, look at the people around you. And you want to see what kind of person you are, look at the people around you. Your circle tells a lot about you. So we kind of want you to look and examine your circle. As young professionals, we have a lot of people in our lives. Sometimes we have the wrong people in our lives. And some people, we have the right people, but we don't have them in the right positions. So we just want to examine our lives and look and say, man, these are the six people we need in 2015. And the first, the the six are a comforter. So I'm going to try to explain what these things mean. So a comforter is, is somebody who you can vent your frustration to. I know we all have those moments where we get pissed and you're like, man, I just need a moment. I need somebody to help me process this pain where you're hurt because hurt is just unmet expectations. That's where anger comes from and all those things. And you have to have somebody you can vent to to get that stuff out so it won't become toxic. Then you have the comforter. I mean, confronter. These are the people who see, hey, you going down the wrong path and call you out on it, whether you want to hear it or not. Um, then you have the challenger, the people in your life that cause you to grow, um, that make you step your game up, that their lives, you look at their lives and like, man, I need to really come up in my life. Then you have the counselor. That's somebody who can help you, um, grow and get to the next level. Somebody who's wiser than you, somebody who's older, maybe double the age who has gray hair. They can say, Hey, I've been in your stage of life. Let me point you in the right direction, the mentor of sorts. Then you have a co-benefactor, someone who you can mentor, a life you can pour into. We're talking about with the um, the Mike Brown situation and 
people growing up in urban neighborhoods and how they need young professionals to go and give back and mentor and kind of provide guidance for them. Then you have the celebrator, someone who will never let you stay in a slump, someone who is the life of the party is like, no, man, you're not going to be depressed. No, girl, you're not going to be depressed. Let's go out. Let's hang out. Let's get out. Let's celebrate. It's not that bad. And those are the six people we think that you need in your life for 2015. What do you think about that, Randall? Yo, I'm all down for all six of these people. I think this list is great. I think that um, there have been, in, in so many areas, uh, for me, when I think about those people in my life, a lot of the people in my life, they kind of play multiple roles at different times. Um, but two of the ones that I think are just extremely important and ones that have been able to help me throughout 2014 and I definitely anticipate help me in 2015 um, and just just you know, trying to be open to it. I think one of the, the, the benefits of having this this list that we can look at and we can kind of think about it, it's not so much of saying like, hey, write this down and go off and make a check mark of the people in your lives. If you have to do that, that's, that's okay. But I think it's just to be conscious and to be cognizant of the fact that these people exist, these people should exist, and they play an integral role in who, in your success and who you are going to shape to be. So two of the people that work out so well for me, um, are the comforter and the celebrator. For me, those two people kind of become one and the same. Um, I I need, and one thing I, I've learned about myself is I need that close, those close people to me to comfort me, to support me, to kind of nurture me, you know, to give me that consistent love. I posted on my social media a conversation that I had with uh, one of my best friends. I didn't go home. We talked about that before. I didn't go home for the holidays. So I wasn't around family. And when it came time for New Year's, I was honestly, I kind of just wanted to be isolated. I wanted to be by myself. I didn't want to be around anybody else, people that I'm not necessarily close with. Because I think, you know, sometimes it's good to turn up and party, but I missed that that group, that nurturing group. And it just kind of reaffirmed to me how important it is to have those people that will comfort you and then those people that will celebrate you as well. Um, during those times where I need that love from my family or that comfort and that support system, usually what happens is my family comes and support and then we get to celebrate. They're always like trying to lift me up out of whatever slump or just saying like, hey, I love you and, and you're good and you can be authentically you. You don't have to be anybody else. You don't have to try to put on. You don't have to, you know, be turned on and be perfect, be so articulate or, you know, be just, just this lead. You can just be yourself and be comfortable and make mistakes and we'll laugh at them. And those are, those are the, the values that I've realized this year, uh, going into this year that I, I truly, truly, those things that I truly value. And I think that going in 2015, I'm definitely, more, I'm more conscientious of the fact that that's important to me and that's something that I want to move forward. And then the other thing um, is a counselor. I am the, 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 I am the person that is always advocating for people to, you know, vent, to get, to get someone else's thoughts, to get ex professional help if you need professional help, or just get uh, somebody like Lisa that's, you know, that's super safe. And <laughs> And when I'm a sinner and I'm like messing up, you know, I just need Lisa to be like, look, Lisa, I know, you know, I know you finna tell me, but like, what, what's going on? Nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but real talk, it's important to have those people um, that can counsel you and those people that will look at 
look at you from, you can bring a, an issue to them or a concern or a thought or whatever it is, no matter what it is, you can bring it to them and they'll give you the real and they'll be able to walk you through, hey, this is from my experience, this is what I think. Or, you know, from a, a spiritual standpoint, this is what the word of God says, right? Or this is like, hey, something that I just heard somebody else experience that I didn't experience myself, but let me link you two together so you guys can kind of make this thing happen. I think those are the people that, um, those two people or types of people we need, those are the people that have definitely changed uh, my 2014. And it's really interesting though, because we got this list, we have this list and I'm looking at these people and I'm thinking about how I felt just on New Year's Eve, uh, just before we went into 2015 and how I was feeling and how realizing how much I value certain people and how much these roles and the part, the roles that these people play in my life mean to me. And I'm like, man, for 2015, I definitely have to be mindful and make sure that this is what I'm chasing because this means everything. Yeah, definitely. I, I think for, as I'm reflecting and looking at this list, I'm good as far as like comforters. I mean, I, mean, I have the, I have exceptional, exceptional people around me who let me vent my hurt and process my pain and don't judge what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling or what I want to do at that moment. Um, so I, I, I'm so thankful for that. I think for me, what, what I want to focus on going forward in 2014 is really having a confronter and a co-benefactor. And um, I, I like this because it all starts with C, but I don't know if y'all noticed that, but I like that. <laughs> um, but I think for me, once you, for me, I'm, uh, for those listeners who know, I'm in seminary. So that's, for you don't know, that's like the graduate level Bible college. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not that she just broke it down like that's the graduate level Bible college. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I mean, some people don't know. Some uh, one of my old coworkers who was an atheist, she was like, is one of my homegirls. She was like, um, "Are you going to be a nun?" And I'm just like, "No." <laughs> she's she started telling everybody at work, "Lisa's going to be a nun." I'm just like, "No, no, that's not what I'm doing. I'm not Catholic." <laughs> but you know that's she's so cool I, I love it at that that's my home girl we hang out all the time but um yeah so <laughs> <laughs> I'm living there it's cool are you about to be an atheist <laughs> a, a nun are you about to be a nun that's so funny yo <laughs> yeah so um you should have yeah. showed a sister act too be like yeah this kind of nun I'm gonna be <laughs> like wait <laughs> I'm not about that done. Like, no offense to anybody who is. I just, that's not me. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, confronter. So back to me, I'm, I'm, I'm in Bible college. So the assumption is that I have it all together on a spiritual level, you right. know, because you're, that's your expertise. Like Rand, Randall, you're, you're an accountant. So nobody's going to ask you, Hey, do you need help with your taxes? Cause right. the assumption is I know how to do it. And right. so the assumption is you're always reading your Bible. You're always praying. You're always doing this. And that's not always the case. And right. so when people have this perception of you or look up to you in a certain area, they don't ask you about that area. And right. so what I want to focus on and, and make sure I'm doing going forward is having those confronters, people who say, hey, you know, where, where, do you, where are you at spiritually? Um, and so I, I think in 2015 I want to focus on that and not because oh I'm per se doing bad 
but the potential for doing bad could be somewhere down the line of 2015. And if I haven't had that person in place, I could be doing bad for a long stretch of time and nobody ever knows. And then something big will happen and then everybody will be shocked because exactly. I didn't have that person in place. So I want to, you know, going forward in 2015, have that person in place, that confronter that can say, hey, where are you at, at here? You know, what are you doing here? You know, and just asking me tough questions um, whether I want them to act or not. And so that's what I want to, you know, make sure I focus on developing in 2015. And I already have some people in mind that I'm going to put in that role, but just making sure that I, because nobody's going to really ask you, you know what I'm saying? To be, right. do you need me to be this role in your life? You have to <laughs> kind of pursue that and say, hey, this is what I want you to check me in and making sure I'm good. I may be good now, but I want you to keep asking me, even if I say I'm good every week for a month, don't assume that next month I'm good. Yeah. And that's what the assumption, I, that's when you have a strength in the area, people are like, well, I asked them like every week for a month and it was good. So I ain't asked them on the fifth and that could have been the, the time they fell off. So <laughs> the time you stop asking. So being, having somebody and say, Hey, be consistent in asking me, even though I've said, and I've had people been consistent in asking me but because i've always consistently given them the same answer they just stop so i i want to say hey man just keep or hey you know he or she keep asking me this question because the week you don't ask could be the bad week for me so um i think that's important and i also want to focus on having co more co-benefactors this year in light of what happened last year in our communities and just being really intentional about mentorship, pouring yeah. into the next generation and in inner city schools and in just these areas of life, because, you know, we have a whole generation that needs our help. And so right. being intentional about that. Right. And it's so funny just to speak to that part. Um, your, your, your last note of having a co-benefactor reaching back to the other generation. Um, we there's this piece that I kind of glanced over and I haven't finished reading. I want to say it was done by like Huff Post and it's about the millennials, the millennial generation caring about this new movement and almost like this idea of this new civil rights movement that's happening um, right now. And one of the things that I get, and we've mentioned it before, is just kind of like the older generation, the generation before us that was a part of the civil rights movement, I feel like they look at us as we're ill-equipped. We don't know. We're not doing the right things. You know, we're not asking the right questions. We're not going out about uh, this civil rights movement or any type of movement in the right way. And one of the things that my critiques for them is, well, we can only do what you guys have given us, right? So if all of our civil rights lead, if if the picture that you've painted for us is that civil rights, it's, it's gone or, you know, our major leaders have died and passed on. Well, if they didn't teach us how to or you didn't teach us how to, we have to do it in the best way that we know how to we, we know how to accomplish things and achieve things. So today that's Twitter. Today that's, that's uh, Instagram, Facebook, through blogging, social media, uh, podcasting, all of those things. That's how we know how to do it. But if you see that it's wrong, then you kind of should have taught us a different way. So for us, when we look at the next generation as we learn things ourselves, we have to equip them. So I think that every young 
young professional should have a mentee that is <laughs> younger than them, someone of the other generation. And it could be, you know, just a younger sibling, but somebody that you are intentionally pouring into, intentionally spending time with, intentionally encouraging, letting them know, particularly my brothers, man. I feel like we have to... It's the charge on us is even more because I and I, and I say this as a man, not saying that men aren't doing anything. There's a number of us that are doing some great things, but I know that you'll find more often than not women that will have little sisters or they'll have like girl talks or girl dates that they they go out on stuff. And you know, fellas, we kind of don't really think about that stuff, but I think we have to be intentional to say, hey. This is my mentee. This is somebody that I'm mentoring and that I'm going to be there to see through. And it can just be one person because one person's a lot. So even if it's just that one person, that's person, somebody you're checking up with on a, a weekly basis and seeing what's going on, taking them out, hanging out with them, like showing them a life outside of what they see on a day-to-day -day basis, your life, and then just encouraging them to see more. I think that with what we saw that happened last year, you know, there are things that we can do legally, there's things that we can do politically, but there's also things that we can do socially and that those things don't have to be on some huge, large scale. Uh, they can be very, very, very one-on-one -on -one with one person. I think those are the things that's gonna make 2015 even better because we're all, you know, doing our part. Yeah, and the more you help others, the more you'll feel better about yourself and your purpose and you'll feel like you're really having an impact because I meet so many young professionals who've accomplished a lot, but still feel so empty. And it's yeah. because your your whole life is consumed around you. And uh, after a while, that gets old. And yeah. you need something else. And, and why not use your talents to help somebody else? So Yeah. Yeah. And shout out to, uh, I kind of been a bad mentor, but I have a mentee uh, that is 13 now and he's back home at Jacksonville and he is the greatest little kid in the world. I've posted him a couple of times on my social media. Uh, I try not to, you know, post him too much because I want people to think like, oh, I'm just trying to do it just to, to show off. But this little kid is the greatest little kid in the world. Uh, his name is Chabaz. He is this is an incredible, has an awesome story, an awesome, awesome story of triumph, um, very positive kid and just always, you know, making, making things happen. So shout out to him. Just had to do that. He's, he's definitely, he's that guy. Yeah. And definitely we want to encourage you as we wrap this up, definitely try to get those six people again, they're the comforter that helps you vent the, the person that you vent your hurt to the confronter, somebody who challenges you when you want to be challenged and you don't. Um, the challenger, somebody who hel helps you step your game up or whose life makes you want to step your game up. The counselor, someone that's older with gray hair that has wisdom and age that could help you navigate through the places in your life. A co-benefactor, somebody you're pouring into, somebody you're mentoring. And a celebrator, somebody who never lets you stay in a slump and that always pulls you out and never lets you stay depressed. So definitely get those six people in your life. We're trying to do that over here at Brunch Culture. If you have these six people or if you want to, you know, talk about it a little bit more, how that can impact you, remember to hit us up on social media with hashtag ChatBC. We would love to hear from you. What do you think about this list? Would you add anything? Would you take away anything? Let us know. We want to hear from you. We want to um, continue to interact with you guys on social media. So hit us up with hashtag chat BC. But now we're going to move into our random topic. So today's topic is really, really random. 
um, I want to post this picture on Instagram so uh, y'all see. It was a Florida couple spent days in a unlocked closet because they thought they were trapped. It's not random. It's pretty stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the story. A pair of hapless accused trespassers spent two days in a closet thinking they were trapped inside. John and Amber told police that someone had chased them into the closet at Daytona State College. Once they were inside the janitor's closet, they couldn't get out. But it wasn't until Tuesday that they decided to call 911. When the Daytona Beach police arrived, they discovered that the door did not lock. Cops found human feces and suspected drug paraphernalia in the closet, but they didn't find any drugs. The couple were both charged with trespassing. And um, the the girl, Amber, was uh, charged with violating her probation. Um, because in 2013, she had already been arrested after escaping a mental health treatment facility and crashing a car and escaping from the back of a police car. She got escape skills, y'all. Um, yeah, so, you know what? I just, they had to be high when they got in that closet. Because, I mean, who doesn't, like, go back and check the door? Like, seriously? But I- but I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think you know marijuana, weed, you know whatever causes you to be stupid. I think you know <laughs> this is this had to be a, a deeper drug. These folks are really. This was really stupid. <laughs> well, maybe maybe they listened to Trapped in the Closet too one too many times. <laughs> they was listening to something. This is y- y- You guys are defecating <laughs> in a closet together because you think the door is locked. <laughs> That don't make sense, yo. Like that's 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 beyond that that goes beyond random, crazy. That's just stupid. Like y'all own something that you are legit stupid. How you defecated in the bathroom and I mean the closet, and then you sat in there with it. It stinked. I'm hoping that you like just assign one side of the room to like defecate it, but then oh one of God, you defecated. I can't even think about that. So nasty. Yo, it's ridiculous. This is stupid. This is like I can't even. And I'm reading the story, and I'm like, wait, this not this didn't really happen. This got to be a joke. Like folk ain't really do this. And then when you see the pictures of these individuals, and then you're like, oh, they got to be on some sort of drug. Yeah, she got a just just for our viewers who can't see what we're seeing. She has a tat of a dollar sign on her neck, huge, covering up her whole front of her neck. I just and she's she's Anglo-Saxon. So I, it's just a lot. I don't know. It's confusing. It's just stupid. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. It's just stupid. <laughs> like legit. It's yeah. She might have had a troubled childhood. You know, I don't want to call her stupid. Um. At this age, you gotta reconcile your childhood. And you gotta <laughs> move forward. You old enough. Yeah, you can have a troubled childhood and be stupid. Your troubled childhood made you stupid. Like that don't make this doesn't make sense. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna walk in my closet and be like, oh well, the door is locked. I mean, when you realize that the door was locked, who is chasing them though? I just, I, it, it sounds like she might have been uh, maybe schizophrenic because you know they have this thing where they feel like people are after them. She was schizo stupid because <laughs> the, the, the door, you and don't. She keep, escaped from a mental health facility, so she's for probably two just two days for two days. You don't keep trying to unlock this door. You don't beat it down. You don't try to like pull on it. Y'all pull together. Y'all just sit in there and be like, nah, we just gonna. We're going to use the bathroom on each other <laughs> for two days because 
that don't make sense, yo. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I'm coming off as insensitive, but this is, yeah, <laughs> that ain't right. <laughs> that ain't right at all. <laughs> well, moving on to uh, this week's quote. Our quote of the week comes from the incredibly, incredibly uh, inspirational Mr. Paul C. Brunson. Uh, his quote is, nothing is changing for you in 2015 unless you have the right mindset and strategy. Again, that's nothing is changing for you in 2015 unless you have the right mindset and strategy. And I think that's a great quote. I think it's very, very relevant. I think that we see all the times that people take on these uh these mindsets of my 2015 is going to be different. My 2015 is going to be greater. It's going to be, you know, the year of blessings and triumph and all of these things, which could possibly be true, but you have to have the right mindset, number one, and the right strategy. And so I think a lot of people start off the year, uh, will start off a new year with the right mindset, but no strategy to accompany that mindset. And so then you find yourself being the same person that you were the year before, the year before that, and the year before that, just hoping that it's going to be greater. And then at the end of the year, you're saying like, oh, 2015 was the worst, worst year ever. My 2016 is going to be greater. And it's like, well, you said that last year and the year before that because you didn't have those two things. So let's remember, whatever you're going to change, if you're going to change it, you can have the right mindset. I think that's easy to employ. We're great. We have a good mindset, but let's also get a strategy. Let's get a vision board. Let's write down these things. Let's make it very plain of what we want to do and then start working on the how to do it so it can happen. So I think this this quote is awesome for 2015. Yes, I agree. And we thank you for listening to this week's episode of Brunch Culture, the first episode of 2015. Thank you for mm-hmm. growing, on, growing with us. And remember, you can check out all our past episodes at www.brunchculturebc.com. Again, that's www.brunchculturebc.com. On Twitter, we're at Brunch Culture. On Instagram, brunch underscore culture. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash brunch culture. And remember, at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.